Hi, this is James Cobalt, and I'm here with Frank Titus, and you're listening to Aches and Pains and Other Things. The title says it all. We focus primarily on pain and what you can do to relieve it, but occasionally we will wander a little bit considering that, well, you told me first, and we, we both have a little bit of ADD, so. I love talking about topics and, and trying to explain to people that they're not out of the norm. Mm-hmm. And that we understand them and we understand their aches and pains and and just the whole life. I mean, I've been through quite a bit in my life and you're brought into my life and you're quite amazing as well. And I Thank you. I think that that we're going to have a lot to share. And I, I really, I really so. look forward to all of these podcasts. And I want to thank you for inviting me into this whole arena. I, I've always wanted to do a podcast, and I didn't know what it would be about, but this this is kind of the, the perfect way to get into this world. The really fun thing, I don't know if you've been noticing, but every episode we have like five new episode ideas. Like we, we have right. to have an episode just about why why you shouldn't jump right into surgery. There, there's still hope. There's still answers right. Right. besides surgery. What's amazing about this podcast is there's no, there's no, no planned event. Um, we'll pick a topic and then of course I have the gift of gab so we'll just wander off and um, I appreciate you letting me do that this episode is tips for home in the workplace what can you do to not eliminate but to to manage and relieve that pain Um, well a lot of things I wanted to jump into this because something I do is I'll I'll stand up and I'll, I'll put my feet kind of shoulder width apart and I'll put my elbows out and I'll twist around and I'll pop my own back. And I, I think, I'm not sure if it's placebo, but it gives me the idea that I'm doing something to relieve that, that sore back. And so I want to jump into that. Is that something I should even be doing? There's a lot of things to say about that. I, uh, I don't think that it's wrong. I mean, if it uh-huh. gives you relief, do it. I think that there obviously is a process to getting the most benefit out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's part of tight social therapy is that the exercises aren't just individualized week to week, but they're also individualized exercise to exercise. So every exercise sets up the next exercise. So I, I do think there is more of a benefit to getting things in the correct order mm-hmm. and then getting your back to crack. Mm-hmm. Now, the other aspect, I guess, is you know some health professionals believe that no, you you shouldn't crack your own back. Well, I don't really understand that. I I think as long as you're not increasing the symptom, mm-hmm. then it's okay to do. But it should be a sign to tell you that something needs to be changed. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why you're wanting to crack your back, mm-hmm. and there's a reason why when you do it, it feels better. And oh, okay. that's what needs to be really addressed. Yeah. And again, get things in the right order so that it can be most beneficial. I see. I see. Does that make sense? That that does make sense. So <clears throat> if I feel like it needs to be cracked, it's okay, it's okay to crack it. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I don't think I would ever say if it feels. If literally, if it feels good, do it. If it hurts, is that don't do it. So so. Literally, people will tell me, well, I, I did this stretch, but it, it hurt. Well, mm-hmm. then you're not ready to do that stretch. 
So then we have to back off, we have to modify, we have to change, mm -hmm. and do whatever. Because if you're doing something that hurts, mm -hmm. your body is compensating even to do that, whether it's mm -hmm. a range of motion or a movement or whatever. And that's what needs to be addressed. And just so we're clear, there's, there's, a, there's a difference between discomfort and pain. Cause well, there's a difference between stretch pain and symptom pain. Uh -huh. So if we are uh, doing hamstring stretch, and that's an intense hamstring stretch, mm -hmm. that's fine. But if you're doing a hamstring stretch and it increases the symptom in your little back, yeah, that's not fine. And you'll know when it's like well, this is real people, pain. People, uh, you know more than I do. Yeah, um, you know your body more than I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've gotten to to treatments in when it's the six week and people aren't feeling that. Um, this is a great example. weren't feeling better, mm -hmm. and I talked to this gentleman. I said, "Well, what are you doing all day?" He said, well, I meditate for two hours and I cross my legs this certain way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, what happens when you cross your legs the other way? And it was it was unbelievable how dysfunctional and he couldn't even do it. So he basically trained his body to be right. crooked. And so once we changed those kind of patterns mm -hmm. that your body's used to, mm -hmm. then the symptoms went away. Yeah. You have to be bilateral. You have to be front to back, left to right. I mean, it's as simple as like I have, I have a couch in my home that it's at an, a right angle to the TV and I'll look over and if you, even if I'm watching for 10, 15 minutes, my head's kind of stuck that way. Right. And that, that's probably, I mean, that's a <clears throat> snapshot of what you're dealing with on a larger scale in a way. Yeah. Um, I think it's, um, what I tell people is try not to anticipate pain mm -hmm. because I can remember getting like a crick in my neck or something mm -hmm. and even though the pain wasn't there the next day, Mm -hmm. I would look to one direction. I would anticipate that it was going to hurt, that I wouldn't be able to do that. Oh, interesting. And so those movements are uh, ingrained neurologically mm -hmm. to move incorrectly, the dysfunctional movement pattern. Mm -hmm. And that's what we try to change, and that's why it takes it, you know, eight weeks. I see, I see. So this whole episode is just me kind of picking your brain on things I'm curious about. So right. feel free to jump in and throw any... All right tips you have but my next question would be like how effective are like massages at home i would assume they're they're good right yeah i think um i think certain treatments are better for some patients and not as good or as effective for other patients um let's take uh, yoga instructors i work on a lot of yoga instructors and um, they are not vertically loaded like they're supposed to be. Their hips are typically a little fur. Good. Hold on. I'm really curious. Do you think there's some kind of correlation between yoga instructors being all bent out of shape and them bending themselves out of shape on purpose? Well, that's kind of what I was getting at. Um, so their hips, they're very flexible. Mm -hmm. And so back to the massage thing. Um, they're very flexible, but their hips are typically weak and a little bit further forward, unless they're holding themselves. They can hold themselves correctly because they have kinesthetic awareness. But their hips are forward, and then their head, you know, their shoulders round, their head's forward. Now, those people who are flexible, they don't need massage mm -hmm. because massage is going to relax uh -huh. something tight. And the only thing that's holding these people in position are the tight things. 
Mm. So the tight things need to actually work more, not oh, less. Interesting. And so people like myself, um, who battle tightness, mm-hmm. uh, is very athletic and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Massage does help me, mm-hmm. um, and I have to constantly stretch and 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 work at it. Other people, and this is why tightness muscle therapy is successful, mm-hmm. and and different. It, you know, if you come in and you're a yoga instructor and your hips are weak, yeah. you're gonna get a certain set of exercises. If you're like myself, athletic and tight, it's a whole different yeah. set of exercises. Mm-hmm. And to give someone the same set would be, mm-hmm. you know, just not the best, most ideal no, absolutely. Uh, treatment program. Yeah. So when it comes back to massage, I think massage is good, mm-hmm. but it's only good for certain people and you should be able to go to your massage therapist and just get a massage yeah. not treatment yeah you should be able to treat yourself and everything line up and do your exercises and stretches that I give and then you just go to massage just to relax and that's yeah. it yeah yeah not so, to get out of pain and to continue to be treated yeah so I I see what you're saying there but now my mind is stuck on on something it, it sounded like you're suggesting that yoga is kind of like uh, it has the same effect as massaging, where it loosens up your your muscles. Is there you and like the listeners have to know that I am I know nothing about anatomy, so that's why I think this relationship or this well we don't have that long for kind of... me to teach you the entire uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no that's a good question. I think um, for some people it can have a very similar effect. Uh-huh. Um, I have read articles about the I can't remember the name of the um, yoga, but it's twenty six same stretches for everybody and super hot and yada yada yada. Oh, but, it was a hot yoga. Yeah, but I've never read an article where people get pain relief. Yeah. So you have to get something initially. That is individualized to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to, but that would be the best treatment plan. I see. Then, I think yoga, 30% of what I do is is yoga. Mm-hmm. So I love yoga. But yeah. there's certain things and certain movements that you have to start with. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, yeah, yoga is awesome for a maintenance program. I see, I see. Okay. Well, And so is massage. I mean, massage. you get, go, go get a massage to feel good rather than treatment does Uh that make sense yeah and the same with yoga just go and and do it to feel good Mm -hmm. rather than trying to go there and expecting it to give you pain relief yeah yeah i see i see okay so another point we want to hit here is how can i prevent developing bad habits do you have any tips on that no okay (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm just kidding you Uh, um I, I think, um, uh, first of all, I think we talked about, I don't know, on this episode or last episode, um, about getting the center of your computer screen at yeah. least eye level mm-hmm. when you're sitting up, when you're sitting up tall. I, I have that problem, just, just interjecting. Well, you're tall. I, I am tall, but I actually got a computer stand that was taller than my eye level. So I was, if you can imagine, looking up, clicking away at the keyboard. It was like office. eight feet. Up. It was it was pretty tall. 
Um, but I was so stubborn, and I had like signed a form or like presented a form to get right. it ordered for me. Right. That I was I was so stubborn. I was just like, this is like so this last is episode. This is my life now. Right. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking up at a 45 degree angle. Right. Um, but it really so that I mean that's different than a lot of people though. A lot of times they're looking down, right? They, they have to slap. Most people are looking down. We have laptops. We have come, uh, you know, iPhones or phones and whatnot, and we're looking down, 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 which is a a great money maker for for me. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But um, it's not ideal, and I think um, the number one thing back to your question about how do you correct bad habits is part of this whole process, Titus Bush Therapy, is that you gain kinesthetic awareness. Mm -hmm. So rather than just sitting in a chair like you always did or used to or Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. you're going to sit there and you're going to start slumping, Mm -hmm. but you're going to feel like you're going to say, like, wait, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. And so you're going to sit up straight and you're going to do that. The more you do that... Mm-hmm. The more responsive your body, the more you're going to understand it. I mean, it just snowballs in the correct way rather than snowballing in the, you know, incorrect and symptom-wise. Yeah, that makes sense. So just wrapping up this episode, when is it time to come see you? When when do I know that my... I feel like we're, we're retreading ground that's already been, been tread on, but uh, in the sense that any, anybody can benefit from you, but... At what point should I be coming to you for um, the Titus Motion Therapy? Um, now. Now, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should come now. Um, you know, I, I rarely see someone that comes to me uh, without symptoms. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of feel like, again, I, I kind of use the dentist, but you know, like the dentist and people only come to you when they have a toothache or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone needs it. Uh, I've worked on patients from the age of three to 83 Mm -hmm. and you have to just get the body back to the correct alignment and moving from that right angles and those 90 degree alignments. You just said you, you worked on people from three to 83. Yeah. Now we're going to have to have an episode just about the elderly, the older people out there. And, and the children and three year olds it sounds like really everybody can benefit right alright so we're running out of time That that's about it for this episode so thank you everybody for tuning into aches and pains and other things and uh, make sure to subscribe like comment on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using out there and thank you again for listening we love it have a great day Bye. thank you